Hello again, this is The Pulse, and thanks to those who've taken the time out to listen to this episode. We really appreciate those who have listened to these episodes, and we are making an effort to change the music education narrative one episode at a time. Tonight's podcast guest is Professor Daryl Singleton from Texas Southern University, and this is our HBCU podcast feature. There have been many conversations about what collegiate band directors are looking for when it comes to their possible band recruits. This podcast is an effort to gain more information from an HBCU marching band program director that is probably still in recruitment mode during these challenging times. I cannot imagine the possible difficulties involved with recruitment right now. During social distancing and public school closures and COVID-19 and you have to wash your hands every five seconds, it is crazy right now. But gaining some possible insight on recruitment for HBCU March Band programs, I invited a well-versed professor of music from Texas Southern University's Ocean of Soul Marching Band, and we want to welcome Professor Daryl Singleton on this special episode to share some knowledge and information and insight about what is taking place right now and how it is impacting recruitment for the HBCU program. Also, listeners can call in and leave a message on the topics of this podcast. So we welcome Professor Daryl Singleton. Prof Singleton, tell us about yourself and about your music education background. Okay, well, uh, as you know, my name is Daryl Singleton. Everybody calls me Mr. D. Uh, I am originally from Washington, D.C. I went to undergrad at Howard University. I got my master's uh, degree in performance. Oh, let me go back a second. My undergraduate degree is in music education from Howard University. Cool. And then I went to then I went to Florida State and got my master's in percussion performance. And then this May, I will be finished with my doctorate in music education from Boston University with their online program. So oh, that's my uh, so that, that's my education background. I've been playing music pretty much all my life. I started out uh, my parent, my mom had a piano teacher that came to the house when I was little that gave my sister and I lessons. And then I think, as I remember it, there was one of my sister's pieces she did on a recital that had me play, and they had me play bongos as accompaniment. And I kind of took to the percussion more than I took to the piano. And so that's where I got started in percussion. So they have been pretty much, they have been pretty much playing uh, percussion all my life. And, you know, just like anybody else, as, as you go along, you end up picking up some other things. So I play some piano, I play some little bit of guitar, I play a little bit of bass. And of course, I took all the methods classes that all music education majors take. Probably one of the biggest differences in my personal career is that when I had, when I was teaching high school, I was actually teaching at an arts high school. So for those that are from Houston, it would be similar to HSPVA. From those from Dallas, similar to Booker T. Uh, uh, I think that's Booker T. Washington up there. But I taught at Duke Ellington High School for the uh, performing and visual arts. So my high school career was teaching theory and teaching percussion. So I did that for a few years. And then I I got a job at University of District of Columbia. Uh, I was also taught, and this is always an interesting story, I taught at uh, Gallaudet. I taught music 
at Gallaudet University for the deaf and hearing impaired. So that was Whoa. interesting, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was more about frequencies and a lot of percussion up there. Uh, but, I mean, I even had, in one ensemble I had, I even had an oboe player. So conversations about intonation were a little bit interesting <laughs> with her. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so... I taught there, and then uh, I got the job at Grand Wing State University. I actually got went there primarily to teach percussion, and then I was also teaching theory there and their art survey course, and then I ended up also working with the band. And then from there, I ended up at uh, Texas Southern University. And so as far as teaching music, that's where I've been, uh, except for six years that I lived in Mexico as a missionary. So that's kind of my... Uh, teaching and educational background and I play um, play all percussion instruments I play uh, I played in big bands I played in jazz combos I played in wedding bands top 40 kind of stuff yeah. I actually played a, a band one point when I was in DC that they played no that's I'm sorry that was in Florida they played rock and reggae that was their specialty <laughs> played in a Texas yeah I played in a Texas swing band in DC so played a whole lot of different kinds of music play I uh, used to sub when I was teaching at Grambling I used to sub with the uh, Shreveport Symphony played in a professional percussion quartet uh, where we played you know 20th century percussion music uh, you know chamber, percussion chamber music uh, right now I play with the Conrad Johnson Orchestra. Just depending on what's going on, I'm either playing the percussion, meaning hand drum, auxiliary percussion and vibraphone, or a lot of times I also play drums with that band. So Wow. That's I did not know that you had an extensive background. I knew about Florida State, but all of the other I didn't know you did public school at one point in time. I, I figured most collegiate band directors along their career route that they would, you know, teach at the public school level at some point in time. But that's pretty a pretty extensive musical background. And to the listening audience, I do want to welcome Prof Singleton. We've talked so many times. I can't even count the number of times that we've talked and interacted. So I had to have you on, especially with the current situation, with the students being out, public schools being out, college programs not in session and things like that. But this podcast is to kind of help the HBCU's recruitment as much as I can. So uh, just reaching out to the listening audience and then people that this would be shared with through social media. So welcome, Prof. Singleton. And I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to the listening audience about the Texas Southern University music program. What is the importance of a student being as well-rounded in music for the instrument music program at TSU? Well, I'm going to talk about two sides of that because one, you have the music major side and then you have the, I participate in band side. I just like to play side. Yes, sir. So the first thing, as far as music majors are concerned, one of the things that I really like to reach out to high school students about is what it takes to be a music major. Uh, because a lot of times, depending on the affluence and the, just all the, the administrative and district support that a program gets. We all know all the different, you've actually talked about some of this on your podcast before that I've heard, uh, just some of the different challenges in some of the situations where a lot of our students come from, that they come to college, and I don't like to say under-talented because I don't think they're under-talented. I think they're underexposed, mm. And so they haven't had the same types of experiences that somebody had that went to North Shore or was in, you know, some affluent 
school district with an affluent school and they, you know that they, they started their curriculum in, in middle school or elementary school and were able to get the private lessons and all the different things that happen on that side of life. So a lot of times students see their band director and it's just like anybody that sees somebody every day. There's something else that people don't think about is that a band director, a football coach and people like that, a kid in high school sees that coach or that teacher, that band teacher every day for four years. The math teacher they see for a semester or maybe a year, but they don't have they don't spend two to three hours minimum every day for four years with those other teachers like they do when they're participating in an activity. And so they look at their band director and they say, you know what, this band director has made a big difference in in my life, you know, and, and we all know that band directors aren't just music teachers, that they're counselors, that they're. You know, they talk to you about what's going on at home. They talk to you about what's going on in your class and everything else, you know. And so they see that and they say, I want to do that. But what they don't think about or what they're not aware of is all of what it takes in order to be in order to be that person. Uh, So they don't know that they have to study piano. They don't know that they have to uh, study music history. They don't know that they have to study all these different things that they have to study in order to be uh, a band director. And so they get to school and then the first thing that happens is they're like, oh, man, I never, you know, they told us. I remember a teacher telling me about that stuff, but I never really just kind of focused in on that piano. I never really focused in on, for instance, in percussion, playing mallet instruments. I never really focused in, you know, I I really kind of like the marching band thing. I'm a band head. I didn't really do UIL or I didn't really do region band, you know. So the first thing I want to reach out is just say that. All those opportunities, and I've never been to a band room where the band director has not told the kids, you need to learn the region music. You need to do a solo for UIL. You need to learn some of these other things, not just the marching band music and even even not just the concert band music. So that's the first thing. It's super, super important if you want to have a career in music. Uh, like one of my mentors said, uh, Mr. Lee said, if you're going to be a professional musician, you've got to be able to write, teach, and play. One of those will be your main source of income, but you're going to need the other two for backup. Wow. Uh, so that is super, super important that you be as well-rounded as you can. And nowadays, that includes the electronic side. And I don't want to leave that off either, you know, because as you know, if you're a band director now, you have to know something about audio engineering. If you're going to, if you're at a school that has a front ensemble or that does a field show where you have to deal with electronics and speakers and mixers and all those kinds exactly. of things you have to you have to be able to deal with that if you want to be a if you want your band to pr- uh, play at tmea you've got to know how to make a quality recording you know and granted there's a lot of tools out there you, that you can get but at the end of the day the quality of the recording if your band plays as well as somebody else's band the quality of the recording it might just be that thing that gets you over that over that hump over that hump yeah. And all these are things band directors have to know. So I don't, you know, so making beats, all that is included in being that well-rounded musician. So that's for the music major side. Now, for the marching band side, I know, you know, we all know that there's a lot of band heads out there. And they love, uh, they love HBCU show style band. And that is, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't think... I think sometimes we we belittle that that oh man you just can't be a band but you know what there's people that all they like is jazz there's people that all they like is classical music there's people that all they like is country western there's people that all they like is hip hop 
So there's not a problem with you having a personal preference with this type of thing. But at the end of the day, if you want to get a scholarship in somebody's program, then their program is a year round program. And at, at HBCUs, when you're in that marching band, a lot of those people are expected to be in that concert band as well. You know, even if they're not in the top group, they might be in that second group or that third group, depending on the size of the program. So you need to be to read there. Now, here's another thing. That reading that you do in concert band, if you're good at that, then it just makes marching band so much more fulfilling. Because now I don't have to teach you notes. I can teach you music. I can say, hey, let's put a crescendo in right here. Hey, you know what? I need y'all to bring that down. Let's, let's, let's talk about balance. Let's talk about blend. Because that's another thing, too. A lot of people, unfortunately, have this view of show-style bands that all we do is just get up there and just, just like I, I, I tell my students, I say, I don't need you to blow your spleen from the horn all the time. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, because you're blowing so hard. I mean, it's, it's about sounding good. I mean, there's a lot of emotional content that goes into what we're doing. There's a lot of peripheral dynamics to HBCU style marching band that you don't find in core style exactly. band. Uh, the, and, and it's just different. It's not that one is better than the other. Uh, one of the analogies, actually in my dissertation, one of the analogies that I, I put in there was if you were to take singers and compare an opera singer with a singer for a Broadway musical, you know, they, opera singers a lot of times look down on people that uh, sing in Broadway in Broadway shows, but that doesn't mean voice, that the voices are any better or worse. It's just different. And a lot of times when we look at one, when we look at one genre as the standard, we tend to belittle everything. Yeah, else. That's true. That's true. And that, and that's something you and I have talked about. And I've talked to a lot of band directors about it. I mean, this is not, that's not what we're talking about tonight, but I mean, I'm going to put yeah, it out there. Yeah. I don't like how I don't like that a director has to feel they have to do core style in order to do well. I don't like the principals pressure the teachers on that. And all that's because everybody has made core style the standard that if you can really do marching band, you exactly. do this. And, and that's not what it is. I mean, I, and I love core style. I mean, I've marched in. A, I actually uh, was in an all-American marching band when I was in college for the 84 Olympics. And our teachers were people from the Santa Clara Vanguard and the Concord Blue Devils. So I, I've learned from people that do it right. I know what it's supposed to be like, and I love it. I, 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 my girlfriend one time actually surprised me by taking me to a DCI show when, you know, way, way back in the day before it, it was on TV and all that kind of thing. You know, so I love course. I, I have nothing against it. I like military style, yes. you know. But I don't think any one or the other should be this is what you do and this is the standard, even though they say there's not a standard, but, you know, I've been to maybe 12 marching band judging workshops and they never talk about show style, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but I digress. Hey, <laughs> I digress. I'm sorry. That's a whole other podcast. So, but that's a good topic, man. It, it's going to be a topic of, of concern when the fall semester comes around or during the summer. <laughs> Um, Prof. Singleton, yeah. one of the things that I did mention was uh, the current situation with uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus, and the public schools being out. I recently got a call from my school district, Manor ISD. We were supposed to return on April the 13th, and then we got a call on Thursday saying that we were going to be out 
to until May the 1st, our school year ends May the 22nd, and we don't get to do UIL concert and sight reading. We were working hard towards that, and all of that's over. I really feel bad for my, my seniors and things of that sort, and, and we're just trying to juggle how we're going to make this thing work. During this current COVID-19 crisis and with the school closures, what are some suggestions about seniors preparing for band scholarship auditions that you can actually give them? The very first thing is to make sure that they stay in contact with the band programs where they're trying to be a part of, okay? Uh, And this becomes super important if you do not have an instrument at home. Yeah. Because I know that in some pro in some programs, you know, especially if somebody plays tuba or somebody plays percussion, there's a good possibility that all they have at the house is a practice yeah. or maybe a snare drum. And so they don't have any way to practice that uh, those scales on mallets or they don't have any way to do all all these different other things that uh, they ordinarily would be practicing on a daily basis in school. Yeah. So the for the for, for the people that don't have instruments, the first thing is to make sure you stay in contact with those uh, bands, get in touch with the band director, reach out and let them know, hey, I'm interested in being at your school. I want to be a part of your program, but I do not have an instrument to audition on and see what you can work out with that teacher. Uh, you're actually in a better position than we are because we're out for the semester. We're not supposed to go back to campus as far as the student, you know, they, they haven't cleared it. Uh, we we won't be having classes on campus. We're totally online all the way through the end of the year. In fact, they postponed our graduation exercises. Oh. So we don't even, we may not even, uh, we have to wait until they give us the all clear to be able to even go back to the office to work. We're on essential personnel only yeah. at school. So we're not even there. So now the that leads me to my next point is that since you are going back to school, you may have the opportunity to, uh, depending on what school that they're trying to audition for, they may have that opportunity to still audition once they get back to school, once they have an instrument, especially if it's gonna be electronic and they need to, you know, if they're auditioning for a school in Nebraska or Maine or whatever, Mm -hmm. and, you know, have access to that instrument. Another thing that you might need to do is just talk to the band director at the school See if you can arrange a sight reading audition only at the school and use their instrument. Mm. So now right now, for instance, at Texas University right now, they're not letting us on campus, but prayerfully in the next couple of weeks, they'll let us actually start going back to work and work on campus. And once we're able to do that, then somebody can come up to the school and even if they don't have an instrument at home, they can bring their mouthpiece, they get in the practice room, they can warm up, do what they have to do and do the sight reading. Because at the end of the day, if you sight read well, I, I don't really have to hear your preparedness. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, because you've got those skills now. Um, another thing that uh, a lot of people should be taking opportunities to do now, and this is especially if you want to be a music major, is to start working on your theory if you haven't. Do you know all of your scales? Not just can you play them, but do you know them? Can you spell out all the notes in the yeah. scale? Can you do you have, do you have your key signatures memorized, mm-hmm. right? Because if I'm talking to, if I'm talking to a kid and they're trying to convince me why they need a scholarship but they can't play on the horn, well, I'm gonna ask them. Well, let's see. What do you know? What do you know? Can you can you tell me what's in a B flat major scale? Can you tell me what's in an A major scale? Yeah. Right. 
you know, so, so a, a great resource for that is a website called music theory. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think y'all might've hit on that on one, on a previous podcast, but yeah, music theory.net. Uh, and then I, they don't do a whole lot of scale construction there. They do chords. There's another website that escapes me right now, but you could really just Google. Any of them. Uh, you, yeah, you could. It, just Google mm-hmm. it. Just Google it. Just Google scale construction. I need help with scales construction, and you'll be able to find that. But on, on musictheory.net, you can. Uh, they have tutorials and quizzes where you can memorize all your key signatures and all those types yeah. of things. Another thing that, and I, I know this isn't ideal, and see that's that's another thing that we have to look at in this COVID nineteen world is everything is not going to be I, the best way. You won't be living your best yeah, life right true, now. Right. True. So. You know, so where I'm going with this is there's another website called sightreadingfactory.com. And there's a couple of others out there, too, that generate sight reading material. Now, for brass players, I know that the biggest problem is going to be they're not going to be able to nail those partials. But at least you can go through fingering. Yeah. Right. And then once you're going through the fingerings, then you can let it play. You can let it play what it's supposed to be so you can match what you're hearing with what you're doing, supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. with fingering. Right. you can work on rhythm, you know, so you, you, it, you can't do everything, but you can do everything you yeah. can. I'm going to say that again. You may not be able to do everything, but you can do everything you can. And so don't just sit there. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't have an instrument and I need to audition. Figure some things out. Now, for everybody that has an instrument, reach out. I'm pretty sure I, I've seen a few schools personally that have put this out there and I know we're doing it. Just email the band director and say, I want to audition online, you know, and most people will accommodate you FaceTime, Skype, YouTube, Google Hangouts, or they might even use their, uh, send you a link to their whatever online, uh, online classroom management they're using. Like we use Blackboard at Texas Southern and there's ways that we can send a link to do a video chat with a student right there. Yes. So, uh, we actually, ha- we have on our Instagram at TSU ocean of soul, uh, where you can email myself or Prof Gray and just let us know you want to do a virtual audition and we'll set it up in whatever platform you're on. That's fine. You know, like I said, FaceTime, Skype. Uh, some people like to upload their uh, their audition video, like their prepared piece to YouTube and send the link. And then when it's time for site reading, we can just email you the site reading and make an appointment to yeah, do that. Yeah. On one of the other platforms. Well, that... That's some valuable information, Prof. Because I've been I've been on on the internet and looking at all of these e-learning things that are going on, but no one's talking about that. And I just remember I had some seniors that were interested in Texas Southern University, and then this happened, and I'm like, oh, these kids didn't get to do their audition, or they may have done the audition. And then I have other kids that's like, oh, they didn't get to do their audition. So everything is kind of, you know, in a, in a brief hiatus, just left in suspended animation. So I was like, some conversation needs to be had. I hadn't seen anybody talking about, hey, this is what the kids can do. Hey, this is what the kids can do. So that information that you just presented is extremely valuable. Um, my next question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say another thing that can happen at this juncture, too, is for the band director, the high school band director, to reach out to the college. Uh, Now, this is something that 
I try to do, and I know that, and, and this is where a high school band director, and, and you know what, this is anybody. When you're going to recommend somebody, just make sure you're telling the truth because you don't want, you don't want to sell wolf tickets. And then the kid gets down there and then a band, a college band director is like, well, I know who I won't believe anymore. Wow. You know, <laughs> about recommendations. Yeah. But um, that's, you know, you can call and say, look, this kid can do this. This kid can do that. And depending on, and a lot of times, depending on if you have a good relationship with that college band director, you know, where they know what, they know your program, they know the type of product that you put out or they, you know, they just know you, you know, and they'll trust your word. If you say, Hey, this kid is worth the investment. You know, and so you might be able to get by with right now not having to worry so much about the audition. But the main thing is that contact, like I said at the beginning, I know uh, a few schools have already decided that they're not going to. And I'm talking about regular admissions now. A few schools have already decided that they're not going to require uh, test scores for admission next year, because as you may or may not know, well, because a lot of the tests. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, so if you were trying to retake a test or if you hadn't had a guy, you know, take a kid, for instance, that is at a school where they do indoor drumming, mm. right? They they may not have taken their SAT yet. Oh, wow. You're absolutely right. right. Yeah. Because they were trying to they were trying to work on that. You know, uh, they may not have taken their SAT or ACT. And now that the dates are canceled, then what do you do with that? So schools are coming up with policies right now. I know at least one school I, I saw online had decided that they will not require ACT or SAT scores for next year. And it's just going to be a one-year thing. But like this, you know, get ready for the new yeah, one. that's true. That's true. Man, you said that, and I have to talk to you off the podcast, but I'm glad you gave me that information because I'm going to just say I had a kid in that situation, and this happened. So this probably is a blessing in disguise for this kid. So... So, yeah, that's going to work. That's going to work to a lot of the students graduate graduating seniors advantage, man. That that's that's true. So, it's a blessing in disguise. We just got to get through this. So, um yeah, yeah. you got to get through it. What would you recommend? Well, you you kind of already touched on it about what they need to do while they're actually out, but as far as for the Ocean of Soul marching band program, or the Texas Southern University University Music Department program, um, what could they do to prepare for a live video for your program? Okay, for uh, we're going to give you the same audition that pretty much standard format. We want to hear you play scales. We want to hear a prepared piece. And then we want to hear you sight read. Now, for marching band, if somebody sight reads really well, I don't necessarily have to hear that prepared piece. But if the sight reading is not where it needs to be, then I need to hear that you can prepare music. Yeah, You understand what I mean? So it's kind of like a sliding scale. It's just like with a school, your GPA would be like your prepared piece. And then your test score is like your sight reading. So if you got a really, really good GPA, that test score doesn't have to be as high. By the same token, if that test score is really high, the GPA doesn't have to be as high. So it's the same thing here. If the sight reading is off the chain and you don't have a prepared piece because you didn't get a chance to prepare something because of COVID-19, that's fine. Because I know you can read. I know you can play. And then vice versa, if you can prepare music, you know, as long as it's not taking you a semester to get one piece of music together, (laughs) you know what I mean? You can do that. So those are the things you can do. You can prepare those scales. 
And like I said, if you don't have an instrument at home, go to musictheory.net and go through the fingerings while you're looking at the scales. Go, you know, start making that connection between what you're reading and what you're playing. All that's going to do is help you read your sight reading anyway. Yeah. Right. So work on those things. Also, while you're in this online learning environment, do it. Handle your business because here, in a lot of cases, you're not, I, I don't know how they're doing it in the high schools, but I know a lot of our classes are what we call asynchronous, meaning that you don't have to be there at a certain time while the yeah. teacher is teaching. You, you just have to make sure you do the work. So for some people, again, like you said, a blessing in disguise, here's that opportunity. If you're that person that's always late to class, if you're that person that you know needs a little bit of extra time to go over the material because you can't get the work done in that 50-minute class period, this is your time. Knock those classes out. Raise that yeah, GPA. Yeah. That's true. Right. That's true. You know. Um, how can people get in contact with you or um, a staff member to actually set up an audition? And do you all have some some specific audition dates? We are well. I won't say twenty four seven, but we will work around your schedule because at this point, now that everything is online, there's no reason to have specific okay. dates. So whenever somebody can contact us, uh, those wet, those uh, I actually put it on our Instagram and it's also on our website, tsuoceanofsoul.com. That's tsuoceanofsoul.com. And there's a, there's a link there for all the band directors. Uh, well, it's two of us right at the moment, Daryl Singleton and Chris Gray. And you can email either one of us to set your, uh, virtual online, your virtual, uh, audition. Okay. Okay, so you guys have a plan. That's that's all that matters is that you have a plan. Um, well, currently, my I, I host a website, the Music Initiative Project and Consortium, and I have a page promoting high school directors to help the graduating seniors by actually participating in the MIP, MIPC student performance portfolio. It's a part of the website where we just we want to try to help seniors get into various collegiate band programs and it's free for kids to, to participate. So for the listeners and if you're band directors, help your students because they're going to need the help right now. It's probably one of the most confusing times for them going on right now. I, I've talked to some of my seniors, Prop Singleton, and they're just like, I don't know what to do, what's going to happen, what's the next thing. So things are really in limbo for the kids, but we can at least give them that and then we can be helping out our beloved HBCU band programs and, and things of that sort. So I really like the fact that have a plan, the Texas Southern University Ocean of Soul has a plan and you guys are still being pretty much active just in a different way. So for the listening audience, we have Prof Singleton from the Texas Southern University Ocean of Soul the director of bands, and if you guys have any questions, once again, Prof, can you give us that email address? Oh, sure. Uh, the website is TSU Ocean. The website is tsuoceanofsoul.com. Uh, you can email me at Daryl. That's D A R R Y L dot Singleton. So D A R R Y L dot S I N G L E T O N at tsu.edu. Or you can email Chris Gray. That's uh, Chris C H R I S dot Gray G R A Y at tsu dot edu, and we'll be 
but we don't have anything else to do right now, so we'll be happy to, <laughs> happy to attend to Well, to the Pulse listening audience and for those band directors out there, we have Prof. Daryl Singleton from Texas Southern University's Ocean of Soul. And if you guys need to reach out, you got the information. And to Prof. Singleton, we really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us about this subject tonight. So thank you so much, sir. Not right. a problem. Now make 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 sure make sure you have me back whenever you talk about that whole show. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. That that's the next podcast subject. We got the summer coming up. I don't think DCI is actually going to function this summer. I I got word that all of their the actual tour has been canceled. Oh, it's it's devastating. Wow. And I I had a student. I have a student that's actually in the uh, Crossman. And he's a sophomore, man. He was so geeked up for that. And I, I just know he's taking it so hard. But, hey, it's a silver lining around. Every dark cloud, something's good. Got to come out of this thing. So, all right? In, all right. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, man. Well, appreciate it. Oh. And I enjoyed myself. All right. And take I it easy. talking to you. Okay. That information was extremely valuable. And Professor Singleton basically knocked it out of the park. Um, with COVID-19 and social distancing and school closures taking place right now, I would just suggest to band directors to take it as his advice and pass this information on to your band seniors so they can have the opportunity and we can keep the culture of the HBCU marching band programs and music programs to even say even more, thriving and alive. Currently, MIPC has a page promoting high school directors to assist their graduating seniors by participating in the MIPC Student Performance Portfolio. A part of our website is dedicated to assisting and promoting our seniors to various collegiate band programs. And most important, it is free to participating band members of high school band programs. So please, band directors, share this podcast and visit our website at m-i-p-c1.com. One more time, m-i-p-c1.com. The next podcast episode, we will feature an actual UIL judge in the state of Texas, an active UIL judge, Mr. Van Henry, with a wealth of knowledge to give to current band directors in Texas. So once again, this was The Pulse. Everyone stay safe and practice social distancing. Remember, wash your hands.